Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Price Point. What a show, a packed show we have for you here today. We are recording this on Sunday, August 11th, 2019, SummerSlam Day. It's the second biggest pay-per-view of the year for the WWE. We're going to talk to my good buddy, Matt Milich, who is uh, currently waiting for us to uh, take his call here to preview that and uh, give a couple predictions and uh, just catch up a little bit. Uh, we also have a great interview with the great Jenna Garcia, and we'll, uh, we'll obviously tell you a little bit about what she does with the Colorado Rockies and the Denver Nuggets. Um, a great guest, and uh, we have that interview for you coming up here shortly. So uh, we will just get right to Matt Milich, my good buddy and college baseball teammate from uh, just a few years ago. We won't tell you exactly how long, but uh, Matt, thank you for being on. How are you today? Luke, thanks for having me. Uh, I waved to the to the crowd uh, after that introduction. So uh, just sitting in my backyard and uh, gave the squirrels a little wave after that uh, that lovely introduction. So thanks uh, thanks for having me on for a couple minutes and uh, always good to talk to you. Absolutely, and I wish I wish we could be doing this section from um, you know from Toronto at SummerSlam and give you your own entrance, um, you know, to whatever music you choose and just run out there and. Uh, sit at the announcer's booth, <laughs> but we unfortunately can't be in Toronto tonight uh, for this. But um, we're going to run down the match card and run down the list, and we'll give we'll give a, a quick prediction apiece on what you think will happen. And we'll start with uh, we'll we'll start with the Kevin Owens Shane McMahon. Uh, if Owens loses, he retires. Match um, a lot of backstory between these two, uh, but it's all come within the last few weeks. So. Um, Kevin Owens now the face, Shane McMahon now the hill. What do you see coming out of this match? I used to love Shane O'Mac. I was all about Shane O'Mac the the, the first time when mm-hmm. when he was with Vince and uh, you know I, I can and he was he just started doing all these crazy things and then we, he he walked away for a couple of years and, and came back and was like okay I can get behind him again. He's jumping off hell in the cells and just dropping massive elbows on people. He, he's, he's absolutely insane. He's jumping from ring post to ring post at, uh, I mean, he's, he's gotta be at least mid forties, you know? Oh, at least. And I can barely do a somersault and I'm not even close to 40. Yeah. <laughs> and so I appreciate, I appreciate his athleticism. I mean, I, I still consider myself being pretty athletic, but this is something, this is something I aspire to be able to do. And I'm 45, 50 years old, like he does. Yeah, uh, but, um, but, yeah, uh, this, this Shane McMahon is, I don't know. He rubs me the wrong way. He, he's trying to get too much camera time, yep. get off TV. You know, no one, no one wants to see you. It, it all, it all went downhill when he turned on the Miz in Cleveland, Correct. beating up the Miz's dad. Oh, I mean, man. Are, you, are you kidding me, bro? I, uh, this is, that's it's it's too much. I I think I mean we've seen this story a very similar storyline yeah. with uh, with uh, CM Punk and the and the pipe bomb. You know it's 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 a little different because they they Owens obviously isn't leaving. So I, I don't know if this is like what I want to happen is there, there's no way I, I can't see Kevin Owens losing. I agree. Um, I think he's everything good for the WWE and I think they would be doing themselves a huge disservice if uh if he loses and, and he ends up walking. I mean I, I don't know if he if he's jumping brands but um I I they they can't be pushing Shane McMahon. I, I think you're gonna get a big uproar bigger uproar than what's already happened. 
if uh, Shane McMahon keeps getting these pushes, uh, you know, because what, what's next? Now we're going to see title shots with the 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 owner's son. Like, don't get me wrong, Shane's a very talented athlete, but uh, it's it's give it up. You know, your, your time has come and gone. It's funny you say that because I literally was about to say when I got my prediction in was exactly that, <laughs> that I relate it to the coach's son hitting cleanup um, pitching or playing short or whatever when it's like you don't you don't need to be in the lineup at all but yeah I completely agree I think Kevin Owens wins I think we do see Shane um, you know do something crazy whether it's jump to the announcer's booth uh, dropping an elbow through KO or um, you know maybe KO just completely manhandles what I want to see um, which I don't think we will but I want to see the Miz come out and get that if if McMahon I know the Miz and Ziggler have a match tomorrow night but if McMahon sticks around, I want to see that, um, you know, I want to see the Miz kind of get retaliation on Shane. So it'd be cool for somehow to uh, for the Miz to come help Kevin Owens and, and beat Shane. But I agree, Kevin Owens wins this match. Um, speaking I mean, K- KO's a he's a Canadian guy, right? I mean, like, oh yeah, Toronto? they're gonna pop. I mean, yeah, I, I know he's he's from Montreal, yeah, but like, they're I in know. Toronto. Yeah, okay. But he's yeah, gonna I mean, get a big pop, Canada. and there's no way. Yeah, Canada's Canada. Um, and then we, we brought up, and I love Canada. God bless, God bless the, the Canadians. But we so brought our, up our neighbors to the north. Our neighbors to the north. Our hat, some people would say. <laughs> but our, our, we talked about Dolph Ziggler. His surprise, um, his surprise, uh, what, do you, what would I say here? Um, his opposition is a very surprising one in Goldberg. What do you think happens here? Uh, is it something Goldberg's coming back to get Ziggler over? Yeah, this this is no, this is a waste of time. I agree. Um, I don't like is, it. This is going to last. No, this is going to last four minutes. Goldberg is going to win. It, this is to make up for the, the crappy Saudi Arabia match. What a um, terrible match. Yeah. This is, this is, this is bad news written all over it. Yeah. I, Goldberg was phenomenal in, in his time. In 1986. You know, Exact nineteen eighty six before we were born. <laughs> yeah, um, just just dominating fools. But he, it's the the business has not treated him well no, over the years, guy, and he's yeah. been away for been away for far too long. Um, it's I I I can't see this ending well for anybody. Ziggler's I think they wanted him to be good. You know, they they gave him his pushes. He's never been able to really capitalize mm. i don't think this is gonna this isn't gonna have any effect on that you, you know he's fighting the miz tomorrow night anyway so like that's that's starting up like this is happening just to i don't know I maybe goldberg's agent called and, and said we you, you you did my man's dirty and we need we need he needs one more farewell tour very but, well could be yeah, I, I have i have zero interest in this match um this is yeah, a this is I a bathroom break match is, is what they call them or a you know go to the yeah, concession stand right. if you're at the arena or whatever you need to do at home during that time but that's exactly right, sure. that's exactly right and I, sure. I I could see the bells go off and and Undertaker come out and um and get into Goldberg's face and and then you know that lead into maybe one more final match for both of those guys um to kind of get like you yeah. said some redemption on that crap match that was in uh, Saudi Arabia uh, not and, too long ago. And I and I and I, I'm, I don't want to hijack your show because you you do a phenomenal job, but I think this just leads right into Charlotte Flair and Trish Stratus. It's the same thing. I agree. Um, there's no way, 
no way Trish loses. Um, you know, Charlotte's just running her mouth and I'll, I'll, I'm the best. I'll take on anybody anywhere. And boom, here comes Trish Stratus out of, you know, who when was the last time she was in the ring. Um, and now in front of her actual hometown of Toronto, like mm-hmm. it, those, those two matches, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're bathroom breaks. They're, uh, get the get the snacks going uh, I agree. you know flip and flip, flip uh flip on the fightings because uh i uh may have a have a have a, have a special interest in that game and uh yes. i may need the giants to win by two um maddie you know, but uh <laughs> listen bro you gotta you you gotta cash in when you know <laughs> you gotta cash in. <laughs> oh my! I'm heartbroken I mean, here I, for the Phils. I I I would never bet on sports, but if I were to bet on sports, I'm for sure betting against the Phillies because they stink right now. <laughs> yes, they do. They they needed they they lo- when they lost two out of three at home against the White Sox. I was it was like a kick yeah. in the stomach. It just feels like they're no longer in contention, even though they're what a game out. I think, but we'll go into we'll go into Kofi and Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Kofi um, has had the title since WrestleMania. Randy Orton has had um, many a time with with the championship. What do you think happens? Does Kofi retain? Does Randy win quickly? Give us your prediction. I love Kofi. Okay, um, I love everything about Kofi. I've never been a Randy Orton guy. Um, he's so boring, mm-hmm. so slow. Um, Kofi is entertainment i love the new day i love everything about them i'm all on board the kofi train i think he retains i think he's been a great champion he's never backed down from a challenge a fight anything like that he's willing to defend no matter what i i think he he beats orton orton's old and washed up i'm I'm team kofi i you know what i'm gonna pick first for the next few because i don't want to be the one that agrees with everything um, but I agree wholeheartedly. Randy Orton had his time. I think, um, you know, he's not quite in Shane McMahon's age, but he's getting there. Um, Kofi, I really want to see them, even though he's the champion, I don't think he's pushed enough. I think that, um, I think that Kofi still needs a good push. Uh, and I think Randy Orton's there to, uh, help get him over. Um, and I think he's the right That's guy. A fair point. No, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think, I think Randy's the right guy for Kofi to fight, um, tonight i really truly do so um i think i think i like the match i want kofi to win uh and i think he retains tonight and we'll save we'll save the uh, universal championship pick for last the united states championship uh aj styles versus ricochet i'm most excited about this match i think tonight this yeah this is going to be phenomenal and uh that's no uh no no partner uh lead of where i'm going with my pick but yeah, these two guys, I mean, AJ Styles been doing it for a long time and Ricochet just coming up, like, oh. you know, the next breed of, like, a, like an AJ Styles. Hi, he's a hybrid. Is, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is this is going to be phenomenal. Um, again, I say that, but I'm actually picking Ricochet. I think Ricochet um, regains the title. I, I think he's, he's ready for that, you know, that push, that run. Mm-hmm. He's such a great athlete and... and uh, this is this is this is gonna be a hell of a match, and like I'm, yeah, as you said, I'm very excited to see this. This is gonna be high flying, high energy. It's just gonna be, you know, major move after major move, and it, I think the crowd is re- like it, these two are gonna do a great job selling it and and just give the crowd uh, a fantastic 
hopefully at least 25 minute, you know, 20, 20 plus minute match of just like edge of your seat of every time we, you, you, you get the, you know, the phenomenal forearm and, or whatever, and, and the referee is going down for that count and it just gets later and later with that kick out and you can see the crowd like, what else is it going to take? And I think, uh, Ricochet, uh, regains the title. Um, it, it's it's a nice little back and forth, and and we'll see what this sets up for the future. But I I think we're going to see a new champion. I I man again, I agree. I I think if out of the four championship matches, I think two are retained. I think two are new. Um, and this is a new. I think Ricochet uh, beats AJ in a long athletic match. Um, we'll keep it at that. I like Ricochet. I, AJ is one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, I think I like Ricochet in the match, though. I think he, he wins and becomes the new United States Championship, where he'll hold that title for a long time, and I think that'll set up a Ricochet-Alistair Black feud here shortly. Yeah. Um, so that's my pick. The the Fiend Bray Wyatt, one of my favorite characters in WWE history. <laughs> I absolutely love it. If they screw this up with the Bray Wyatt thing, I'm going to be very disappointed. Versus, I don't even know if it's the demon Finn Balor tonight, but Finn Balor, nonetheless. It's, it's, it, I, I was doing some reading. It doesn't, looks like uh, Balor's going away for a little bit after this. Okay. So they're, they're not probably, they said that they weren't um, most likely bringing out the demon. Yeah, I, I think. Bray Wyatt Bray destroys. Is, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I, and, like, and normally, like, I'm a Finn Balor guy. As soon as that, like, intro hits like i i'm every time i'm standing up and like i'm spreading my arms with him yeah. when the lights hit and i i like finn balor i think he got it, he's just fighting an uphill battle after he got uh pretty much screwed out of out of both titles with that injury and just has not been able to come back from it and um it's unfortunate but yeah i, I think bray wyatt has, has found something um and and this is this is his reboot and and I yeah I I don't this is not going to be good for for Finn Balor. I agree. I think Bray Wyatt wins, and I think he destroys. I think he wins. I, I think you'll see some athleticism in Finn Balor. Maybe get a a, oh, a cover yeah, a I cover mean, to. Yeah, he's a he's a fantastic athlete and, and uh, just like a specimen of a human being. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's not looking good for him. Over under two and a half sister Abigails. <laughs> um, Since you're not a betting man here, <laughs> two and a half. I'm gonna well, say. I'm yeah, gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say over. I, I, you, oh, you three. I think he goes nah, three. I, 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 <laughs> I, I think. Uh, no, nah, I think. I think you're right there. I mean, it's a good, good line to set it up. I think it. Uh, I'm gonna take the under, and I, I think it's only two. Okay, I, I would take. I would take two. <laughs> I, I love the move. I love the move a lot. Bray Wyatt. I, I, I love the <laughs> Bray and that mask, by the way, is what. Abigail. Yeah. <laughs> Bray Wyatt's mask is what nightmares are made of. That it's it's for sure. yeah. terrifying. Like in, yeah, for sure. I mean, this guy has got. Like, he has it. You know what I mean? Ah, and, he does. I mean, I, it, it, it. He can never, never got like was always like a high mid Carter. Couldn't get over the hump, and mm-hmm. they. I don't know why they didn't want to push him. Me and, neither. Now, like, hopefully, this is this is what he needs. But yeah, no, I, I like this Bray Wyatt too. Um, he's he is quite the character, and uh, you know you gotta respect someone who's willing to do whatever it is to just I agree. keep it going. The SmackDown okay. Women's Championship match: Bailey versus Ember Moon. 
I'm going to quick pick real quick because Bailey is annoying. Um, I, she is, I like Ember moon a lot. I think Ember moon wins in a very, very shocking surprise. I think we see a title change there. Yeah. I don't really care. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, it's not my favorite match. Uh, Yeah. I, yeah, I think Bailey's super annoying too. Um, but I'm not an Ember moon guy. I mean, I I don't, I don't get it. Um, yeah, yeah, super, super athletic, super talented, but I, I don't know. This, Bailey will probably this, tickle this match, her just, at some point. Bailey will tickle. It'll be a tickle fight match. Yeah, and that that might be more exciting. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it, it just, just, uh, just so we're not picking the same way. I, I think Bailey retains, but I, okay, I, I couldn't, I couldn't care anyway. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. No, it's you don't have to be sorry. You don't have to be sorry. There's always a squash match or two in every, uh, in every Raw or uh, or pay per view. So that leads yeah. us into um, the Universal Championship. My favorite wrestler oh, of all baby. time. Brock oh, Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, Brock is my boy. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. Everything about Lesnar I like. Um, ex-football yeah. player, ex-UFC athlete, ex-wrestler at the college level. Um, just a, a beast, uh, and that is his nickname. Um, but Brock Lesnar yeah. and Seth I'm, Rollins, I cannot stand. I, I think Brock wins, and I think he wins by a, a long shot. Same. This, is, this, this reminds me of the... I don't remember where it was, and this is this is shame on me. The um, the first, I think it was the first Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns, where it was mm-hmm. just Suplex City to begin with, <laughs> yeah. and Roman Roman Reigns looked just he was just getting thrown around, yeah. and like he wanted to be anywhere else but in that ring. I, I think Seth Rollins gets a snot kicked out of him. I hope um, so. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. I'm a I'm a Brock Lesnar guy. I love when he's there. I'm so happy he doesn't pick up a microphone and do anything because he's the best, um, you know, hype man in the uh, of all time in the planet. Yeah, it's yeah. No, I I need more Brock Lesnar. I wish he was full time. I I like, but I think the fact that like he's not always there defending makes me always want more. When me he comes too. Back. I so was about to say that. I think that. Yeah. I think that that's been good for him. Like. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think absolutely. that. Yeah. I don't even I, know I, if yeah, he's. I don't want him going every day. Yeah, and I think that they're trying to make him a hill. But honestly, I think the crowd yeah. likes that, and I think. They, that, yeah, I know that. I think that's the, that's the best is when they, they, they try to push someone as a heel, but the crowd loves them too much and, and backfires on them getting over. And then they're like, Oh, all right. I guess he, I guess he's good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, like, but Brock Lesnar obviously does not care about the people. Paul Heyman does not care about the people. He just wants to beat these fools up. And I, I and think I love Seth it. is going to suplex city. I, I can't wait. I, I I loved the Money in the Bank shirt uh, once he cashed in the, oh, the, awesome. the block party. Um, yeah, he's he's the best, and he I, is yeah, the best. I, I more Lesnar, and I I I hope um, it's a it's just a long, painful match for Seth Rollins, and yeah, you know, Seth Rollins is a great athlete, great wrestler, um, and he can go. Oh, do, do we do the? We didn't do the Becky Lynch match. Oh, we did not do the Becky Lynch um, match. <laughs> but anyway, so I think Becky's going to win that because Natalia is, what is she doing in this match? And 
accept and that he can go live happily ever after and talk about how good she is and how much he got beat up tonight. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll we will not um, go into the Becky Lynch match. I think. <laughs> I, I mean, there is there is a fifth championship match. We'll quickly give our um, you know our, our, our I think I think Natalia Natty is from Canada. Um, but I don't see any way she beats Becky Lynch, even though I think Becky Lynch. Not a chance. No, the, the man is too good. Yeah, I mean I like Becky Lynch. I never liked Natalia, and maybe it's just one total divas. Uh, I, I've always found Natalia to be a little whiny, and uh, I agree. Uh, maybe entitled, slight, slightly entitled, but because uh, she's, she's a heart. Good. Yeah, um, I agree. I she is a heart. Yeah, no, a great, great family line. I'm sure she she was down in the dungeon with Stu. Um, Getting getting a, a, a phenomenal education and training, but uh, yeah, she just she does nothing for me. Becky Lynch, the the man is, yeah, and she that's who I want in my corner. You know, if I'm if we're going out, I, I want to be I want to be next to Becky Lynch. I'm if I'm with Natalia, I'm like, oh great, we're both going to get beat up tonight. Exactly, um, exactly. But, <laughs> but we may get some we may get some poutine or you know some maple syrup yeah. after. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But um, but no, I I like your picks a lot. I don't think we disagreed on maybe but one. Um, you know, and that's why we have you on the show, not to agree with me, but to give some good uh, insight in all that's good in wrestling. And um, we'll love to have you back on because you're a a, a great dude, a good friend of mine, and um, we'll have you back here, um, maybe on our um, football preview uh, show here coming up in Ooh. a month or so. Yeah, so that's uh Fantastic. that's coming. You made me my guy for that. If you're good with that. All right, my dude. Appreciate that. Thanks nope. for having me. Absolutely, man. Go enjoy SummerSlam, and we'll talk soon. All right, see you, man. All right, man. That, again, was my buddy, Matt Milich, uh, giving us some uh, some insight in SummerSlam and the WWE. It's always good ca- uh, catching up with him, uh, one of my best friends I've ever had in my life. Uh, so thank you again, Matt, uh, for being part of the show today. Uh, what we want to do now is take you to an interview that I had at Coors Field with Jenna Garcia, uh, which was last Sunday, uh, a great interview. Um, she kind of has her foot in several areas of uh, what interests Nate and I um, here on the price point. So um, I went to Coors Field last Sunday for a day game, and she was gracious and kind enough um, to meet us and uh, to meet me, I guess, and uh, let me interview. So we were live at Coors Field. Um, she has a friend who was uh, who was there, and he let us in to um, – really behind the bar in one of the restaurants uh, where it was a little bit less noisy. And so uh, this was my interview with Jenna Garcia. Jenna, thank you again for doing this with us. We are here with Jenna Garcia at Coors Field at uh, Coors Field Studios, I think we can we can call it. <laughs> we are in a, a back room uh, behind the bar in the Sandlot restaurant. Uh, but uh, Jenna, thank you for being here with us. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm sorry we've we've tried and tried, and it, it just hasn't really worked. Uh, we're only 45 minutes north of you, but um, you know, just trying to manage schedules on both of our ends have been tough. So thanks for bearing with us. Of course, schedules can be crazy. Like I totally know how it is on the scheduling part of things. Well, I appreciate your uh, your you being flexible with us, and um, you know, and I know it's a game day, so I, we'll we'll make this quick, but. Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, um, you know, where you grew up, where you went to school, all that. So tell us uh, about Jenna as a, as a child and uh, as a teenager. Yeah, um, I was always, gosh, such, like, I don't even want to say a tomboy. Like, I didn't, 
I, I think my parents definitely thought I could have been a lesbian potentially at a young age, but they were just like, because I was so into just wanting to be one of the boys, yeah. and that's how I would genuinely describe it. Even nowadays, like, it's, I just had a passion as a kid always for baseball, for mm -hmm. basketball. Um, both my grandfathers were really big athletes. Most of my uncles on my mom's side played in minor league baseball systems, so um, when I was born, they weren't sure if I was gonna be a boy or a girl. And of course, my grandfathers on both sides were hoping for a boy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was a girl, <laughs> but that didn't deter them. I was the first grandbaby um, on either side. So, well, not on my dad's side. My dad has like 19 siblings and from Mexico. Sounds so, familiar. <laughs> yeah, he has like, a mil I have a million cousins over there. Okay. But on my mom's side, you know, on her, on her mom's side or on her dad's side, I was the first. And so it was a really big deal. Um, and they just really like spent a lot of time with me. They invested in me. I played t-ball, uh, little league. I, I mean, the best part, the best story about me is that for a large chunk of my little league career, I went by the name of Jake. <laughs> okay. I tucked my long hair. My dad would never let me cut my hair, and it's still pretty long now. But it was even longer if you could imagine it being like down to my like back, my yeah, butt. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and I would tuck it up into my baseball cap. I'd like braid it and then tuck it up into my baseball cap and. My hat would sit just really high on my head because there was hair up there, but nobody really understood. Yeah. And all my teammates thought I was a boy named Jake who played shortstop or third base better than anybody else on the team. Okay. So I just wanted to be one of the guys without like boys being like, oh, girls on our team or, you know, thinking that I wouldn't have the skills to play. I just wanted them to treat me as if I was just one of the guys. Yeah. And if I wasn't good enough to play, that's fine. Uh -huh. But I want to be not good enough to play, not a girl, and that's why I wasn't good enough to play. So Absolutely. I was always super driven and motivated in that way to just be part of the guys. Okay. And um, then we, so I, that was, I was in San Diego for a short time in my younger years, and then I moved to Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. Played a, a lot of baseball there as Jake as well. <laughs> and actually, my best friend on the team, he played at Arizona. Oh, Went wow. to Arizona and ended up being a pitcher there. And his okay. dad was a pitcher in Major League Baseball, actually. Oh, wow. Um, something Presley. I can't remember his first okay. name. His dad's name. But uh, he was a pitcher way back when. And so we were just really invested. I mean, my friend Matt and I were just like, all we did was play baseball, yeah. love baseball, love being outside. And then in high school, they were, they were like, hey, you got to play softball. Mm -hmm. Can't be on the boys' yeah. team anymore. And I was like, I don't play softball. Yeah. I play baseball, so I don't know what to tell Completely you guys. a different sport. Yeah, totally different. And I think people like assume, like, well, softball is just like women's basketball. I'm like, no. no They're yeah. like, well, the ball's different in both, you know, yeah. men's basketball, different size ball. Correct. But it's so much different. Yeah, you throw the ball is. different. There's just different... Um, strategy to the game. So Absolutely. It was definitely different, and that's kind of when my baseball career was over. Okay. And I didn't want to play softball because they didn't have a team at my school, and I'd have to travel to another school to play. So I started up playing baseball and or basketball, excuse me, and soccer a little bit. And I think everyone just thought I'd be good at soccer because I was like the only Mexican in my yeah. school in Colorado Springs. So it was super. <laughs> so not they diverse. just assumed. Yeah. They were like, yeah, she probably should be on varsity. Yeah. Without even trying out, you were just starting uh, <laughs> midfield. And I have no soccer experience. Yeah. My dad did not pressure us in any way yeah. to like play a certain sport because he loved it. Neither mm -hmm. of my parents were really big into sports as kids. I mean, okay. like I think they both. My dad loved to play soccer, but 
it was never like he thought this would be his yeah. career or he thought he would do anything big with it. It was yeah. more just like a release of mm -hmm. energy. Yeah. My mom was very unathletic. Really? I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> but all three of her children end up going to college, playing college sports. That's amazing. And so we're all very athletic. My sister played at UCCS, uh, okay. played basketball. They're also like huge. My mm -hmm. brother and sister are huge. Really? They, I don't know what it is. I got the small gene in my family. Yeah. But they pick me up and throw me around like a, a football. Whenever they see me, they yeah. just they just mess with me so much. And I'm the oldest, so it's not exactly my favorite. Yeah, thing exactly. To have. I was gonna say if you are if you're the youngest, that's one thing. It's being normal. the oldest, yeah, yeah that's just kind of rude. It's just so you said uh, you said your best friend, uh, I think Matt, was yeah. he secretly like a Melissa or something? Is no, that why he no, was a legit he was, dude? He was okay. Legit. Matt, okay, I wasn't Matt sure. He was I my best sure. friend on the team. Okay, I wasn't sure if he was a Juana man. Kind of, <laughs> no. Or she's the man movie. <laughs> oh no, yeah, and he had. Um, and I, we had a couple friends on the team, you know, there's Matt, there's Keenan, and there's Ben. We're all still friends. We all That's still, awesome. like, are friends on Instagram. Okay. We still follow each other and kind yeah. of support each other. And, um, yeah, it's that's kind of really cool to yeah. still be able to connect with them and stuff. And when we split up on after Little League mm -hmm. and stuff, I remember, like, getting facing them when I was on a different Little League yeah. team. And, you know, having to face Matt or Ben. Yeah. Ben was like, also a pitcher. And, I, I got a hit off of Ben on Just my Just double him in the gap all the time. Every <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you totally threw me a soft yeah, one exactly. for that. Because it, it was like a D, like inside the park home run yeah. situation. And Just I was a little like, hang and change. Yeah, you definitely just left it over the plate for me. That yeah. was rude. Because, you know, I didn't think he thought I could hit his stuff. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, we were just kids back then. Now they're, I'm pretty sure they're all, I think two of them are married and one okay. of them's engaged. So it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but really cool to stay in touch with yeah, your friends absolutely. from your childhood absolutely. and stuff like that. Yeah, it is, it's kind of sad how, I mean, this is getting a little sentimental, but how fast time goes. Like, oh, for sure. one of my childhood friends reached out to me just the other day, and I was like, what has it been, 10 years? He said it's been like 25. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, oh my gosh. I, I mean, it, it was one of those work connections where I sent out an email, I was like, is this the same read that I knew playing, <laughs> you know, playing as like five-year-old? Yeah. Um, and it was, so it was pretty crazy, but... Um, so tell tell the listeners a little bit what you do. I know you're you're uh, you have your podcast, which we'll touch on in a bit, uh, and then you're obviously here uh, at Coors Field with the with the Rockies. You do Nugget stuff. Um, tell us a little bit uh, about what you do now. So basically, last year I came into Coors Field because they were looking for a female voice for their Spanish broadcast, okay. and I basically was thrown into color commentary in Spanish for an MLB team That's with amazing. no experience whatsoever. There's no reason they should have hired me, yeah. aside from I was the only female voice that applied. Okay. So, um, I guess that's one Why? Of why is that, by the way? Like, why, you would think, and I know we're in Colorado, we're not in South Texas or South, Southern yeah. California, but um, you would think that there's, there's women out there, especially with the movement now, uh, with everything. Why do you think you were the only... Uh, woman that, that applied and um, I don't think anyone even knows that there's a Spanish broadcast for the Rockies. Yeah, that's I really don't think it's very well advertised and that's partially because the two other guys who run the broadcast for them yeah. um, like don't even know what Twitter is. So yeah, to put, you know, point. they're just older guys <laughs> yeah. and uh, I think that's why I'm a big proponent uh, if you listen to my podcast I oftentimes comment on like the youth of a player or the youth of a person coming into a new position doesn't always mean that they're not going to be successful, such Correct. as the Nuggets, who were, you know, constantly being told they were too young mm -hmm. to be successful last year, and yeah. one of the youngest teams, if not, I think the Phoenix Suns were the only younger team they than were, the Nuggets yeah. last year, and, and they won like 20 games, right, and yeah. they were, unfortunately, that applied to them, but they didn't yeah. apply to the Nuggets because Correct. they had the right pieces in place, sure. and, sure. 
maybe, you know, Jokic is like a 40-year-old man inside of him. He really is. <laughs> I don't even know him, body. but just seeing interviews, I'm like, that guy's old, but he's 24. But he, yeah. Whatever he is. But he also plays like a lot of video games. I don't know. Does it's he? a weird combo of, yeah. of a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting dude. Um, so, yeah, talk about, um, you know, the challenges on, on, on each sport. Like, going from, you know, baseball season, which will be winding down here in a month or so, oh, yeah. um, into uh, basketball season, which is right around the corner. And, um, you know, we had a crazy free agency. Um, oh, my gosh. We, Nuggets didn't have a, a first-round pick, and we talked about this last episode. One of my buddies, who's a big NBA guy, um, but they have Michael Porter Jr. coming back. And so it was like yeah. after Zion, he probably would have been the number two pick sure. in the draft. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you do with them and then what the excitement buzz is around uh, the Pepsi Center for the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, so the difference between baseball and basketball and MLB and NBA is just culturally very different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the people who watch the NBA are far more diverse population. And the NBA has openly accepted just cover, full on coverage. They just want everybody who can cover them, cover us. We want everyone in the world to be able to see it. They got broadcasts in China, Argentina, Venezuela. They have broadcasts all over. Yeah. Where like the MLB still is kind of like an exclusive package. You have to be elite to still watch, to watch yeah. MLB. You have Absolutely. to either be in the stadium, which might be cheap to come to the stadium, but how? not everyone lives you know, Correct. close to a stadium, yeah. and um, and then if you're not in a stadium, then you need to buy a specific television package, mm-hmm. and there will be blackout dates, and yes. they will not yeah. let you watch you're it right. on that channel. So it's kind of a very weird mindset that the two organizations have taken as far as business-wise. I particularly think that the NBA is going to be more successful, mm-hmm. because um, you have to put it out there that this is good content, that this is stuff you want to watch yeah. to make it something exclusive yeah. and yeah. to get the viewership of like, hey, I want to pay for that exclusive. Where like the MLB, you know, you, unless you're sitting here in this packed baseball field, mm-hmm. uh, like 40,000 people come to see games all the time. But um, if you're at home, you're probably likely not watching. I don't Absolutely. know too many people that watch baseball at home. So transitioning from NBA to baseball is weird. You also ask a lot less politically driven or culturally driven questions in yeah. your interviews. Baseball players and teams will openly say they're not going to comment on mm-hmm. blank, blank, and blank. Yeah. So you really don't get the same sort of relationship, I feel like, with the players, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, meeting Nolan Arenado was a dream come true. Yeah. I, I mean, he was my idol. Yeah, of course. And, um, He's a lot of people's, I think. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> Especially sure. Here. And when I met him and everything, we've had some great conversations. We. Very few of those conversations have gone outside of base, the realm mm-hmm. of baseball. He didn't make fun of me Did for my little league photo. Yeah, he said uh, we've know, got to we've got to post that picture. <laughs> yeah, show everybody. <laughs> he made fun of my little what league Jake photo. looked like. Yes, he, he said you know gave me a hard time about it, but it, and I was dressed as a, in the Giants uniform. Okay, so, you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, Bochi liked the photo. Did he? Bruce Bochi likes the photo. Yeah, but. Um, Aside from that, like you don't really get that many conversations with them, and that's what I love so much about the Latino players mm-hmm. is being able to have that kind of relationship with them and yeah. speak in confidence in our own language. Of course, that's we awesome. We do build more of a relationship, and so yeah, that is kind of my favorite aspect of the MLB. But okay. the NBA, you have a lot more people who you make relationships with, yeah. the players and stuff. You know, Tory Craig will will shout me out on an interview he's doing with somebody who's not even me. And I'm like, Tori, don't do that stuff. It, it makes me shy, yeah, exactly. you know? And he's like, oh, whatever, Jenna. Like, you know, and With, just, like, Katie Wingy or something? Yeah, yeah, and he'll just, like, poke, you know, they'll poke fun at you or they'll be, like, uh, you know, just teasing you yeah. about certain things that That's they've seen cool, you though. happen or seen do, you do and stuff. And so it's always just, it's 
more relaxed and more fun. And mm-hmm. so I, I really love the NBA. Yeah. But I love the game of baseball so much. Absolutely. I just can't let go of like hoping that it will become yeah. something like that someday. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I think, uh, I know you got to go pretty quick. You, you got to get to the field for a video. But um, I think too, I mean, the, 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 there's a lot of movement in Major League Baseball with the, with the pitch clock and the mound visit limits and stuff to speed up the game because now they're competing with basketball who, who's on an uprise. Like NBA yeah. popularity worldwide has never been better, I, in my opinion, with mm-hmm. social media. I think in the late 90s when Jordan, you know, mid to late 90s when Jordan was there, if we had the social media stuff, NBA oh, would have been at the all time high. Yeah. But because it doesn't and it didn't, um, I think NBA popularity now is, is higher than almost football, which is absurd. Um, and we won't go into the politics of why football's taking a downtrend. Uh, that's sure. not what we're about. Whether you agree or disagree, uh, it is what it is. But, um, you know, everybody here is excited. They've got Nuggets fever. Um, oh, yeah. Along with about seven other Western Conference uh, cities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be a battle. What are you most looking forward to this year? I just want to see Michael Porter Jr. play. Yeah. Can we see him play for more than a week? Please? I know. If it's not his back, it's his knee. If it's, it's not his something. knee, he's got, like, poison ivy or and something. And, you know, those things are connected. Your body, you know, your back. Yeah. especially just is so connected to so many other aspects of your, your alignment within your body and yeah so it did you know having a back injury made me very nervous mm-hmm. for the investment but obviously they think the investment was worth the you know if it pans out correct the reward is higher yeah and it's weird that you bring that up because i was just thinking on the way here like if if he would have been a senior at missouri they may not have taken that chance because he's three years older at that point right but because he was a freshman and he's like 19 at the time 20 at the yeah. time You've got a couple years to, to kind of let him study the game, see how fast-paced the NBA game is, yeah. um, and then once he gets healthy, slowly put him in the you know in, in, in the rotation and get him some minutes and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see how Mike Malone uh, manages his time on the court and how he Absolutely. gels with a team who I think has a lot of chemistry already. Right, yeah. And the one thing that team doesn't really have is an ego. Mm. And Michael Porter Jr. has a, a very large Does he? Ego. Yes. He thinks that he is quite... I mean, he's a, yeah, I mean, he's like a Derek Jeter, like (laughs) half and half God. I mean, he's, he's a good looking fellow. If I can say that, you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's a good-looking, ha- you know, half and half guy. I don't know what sure. the correct term is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and I think I think like that makes for good coverage. Of it, a story. it really does. It really yeah. Makes for, I mean, Derek Jeter. Correct. I mean, Derek Jeter. Yeah. But uh, you, and he's not going to be boring by any means, correct. unless he continues to get injured, which is my biggest concern. Yeah. Um, you know that MCL sprain to his knee this mm-hmm. this summer. Uh, summer was, I think a really big deal yeah. and I think people kind of tried to brush it off like it's not a big deal it's just a knee sprain it's just a knee sprain no big yeah. deal he'll be back he'll be yeah. fine he's gonna be fired and like from what I've heard uh, from my sources and stuff you know he's he doesn't I remember I broke my nose playing basketball yeah. in between my junior and senior year and driving into the paint after breaking your nose you get hesitant it's scary yeah. you take a second you think twice before you go in to do that absolutely so, unfortunately I, I worry that that's what he's hesitant about that and from what I've heard and as far as pickup games and stuff like that goes he doesn't yeah. really want to be touched oh gosh and I know like last year him and I, IT were getting into it a couple times like yeah. IT was calling him out like you're being a baby man you, yeah you, this is it's a physical and, game and you yeah. gotta take it and he was like didn't want to be touched but I understand mm-hmm. where he's coming from because Correct. he's been injured in yeah. pretty drastic ways it's and, scary and you've got to respect the IT side of things too because you bring in a veteran on a low cost you know kind of a low low risk high reward kind of thing and he brings that leadership uh, to the team as well so I think that might have been good for 
uh, for Porter Jr. I to kind of so. hear. Yeah, and we'll, I guess time will tell and, and, and everything. Guy that I think most guys in the league respect quite a bit. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I know you got to get going. Before, before we let you go, tell us where people can follow um, your podcast, which we didn't get a, a <laughs> chance to touch on a lot. Yeah, um, no. You got to get down to the field. But I, I have a couple more minutes. Okay. I can tell you a little yeah, tell us about your, your podcast, and we would love to have you back on here in, in a little bit once your once your schedule gets a little lighter, and we can really touch on um, you know more in depth of, of what you do and what the podcast is about. But tell us real quick before you got to go what it's about, where you can be found on, on social media, uh, where your podcast can be found on social media, all that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so most of my work I post on my Instagram and Twitter at Vita Viva Diva, which is. I, I feel like I've already made a name for myself with it, so I can't change yeah, it now. It, People give me a hard time for it, but... <laughs> it's like the Coldplay album. Sure. When I see it, I'm like, oh, sweet, Coldplay just sent me a message. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> so, um, Vita, Viva, Diva. So, okay. Vita, like, yep. life. Live in La Vida, Loca, yeah. but Diva. Yes, but Diva. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Instead of Loca. So, yeah, and I post most of my podcasts there. The Chicken Nuggets podcast is all Nuggets-focused, mm-hmm. and... It just kind of came from being the only real girl that's covers the Nuggets, aside from Katie Wingy, who yeah. is hired by the Nuggets. Correct. So yeah. it feels it's a little bit different, kind yeah. of what she can do and what I can do. And um, but we do have another girl coming in with the Athletic this year, so I'm really? super excited to not be the only chick with the Nuggets. That's yeah. a little so excitement chicks, for me. Chicks and Nuggets. Chicks and Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the Locked On Rockies podcast you can okay. find um, on iTunes mm-hmm. and it's um, also on my Instagram and Twitter. Okay. I post those out there all the time. So um, Locked On Rockies. It, that's part of the Locked On Network I, uh, with David Locke. He's the voice of the Utah Jazz. Yep. So I know he kind of runs that whole thing. Okay. But yeah, you guys can find all my work there. I also do try to do a really good job covering like social media wise, just posting pictures at the game, conversations like I posted about Bruce Bochy and mm-hmm. I had I a conversation that. yesterday. Uh, he also shared with me his most embarrassing moment in Coors Field that he went out to yell at the ump one time and in the '95 series. I'm like I was, I was five years old. Yeah, we were babies. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't remember, but he's yeah. telling me this story and he, I guess he trips over someone's foot as he's walking out of the dugout. And I'm gonna have to find that clip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was looking for it. And one of the photographers says he has pictures of it, so he's gonna give me some pictures. But then Bochi fell. And I guess the next day, Larry Walker took chalk and had drawn chalk in the, in Did he? Of the oh, of the dead man body, like as he had fallen. That's awesome. And so, yeah, uh, one of the photographers was like, "I have pictures of that. I That's gotta amazing. send them to you." So that'll be really funny. But um, you can find all of those kind of stories and conversations that I have on the Lockdown yeah. Rockies podcast. Okay, and a lot of people that listen to ours are interested in stories like that. Yeah. So I think that's a good uh, good direction to send them. Um, but again, we, we definitely appreciate you being here. We'll have you back uh, for longer than you know twenty minutes. Yeah, no. I'm sorry we have to cut I this short. Have you on my show? I'd we love to. Yeah, the, the business side of sports. Let's uh, let's do it, and yeah. um, you know I, I appreciate that. And um, is there anything else you want to say before? No, just free thank head you guys out? for having me on, and you know keep following your work and, and our work, and hopefully we can continue to collaborate in more ways. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. Good luck out there out there on the field without your boss being here today. <laughs> yeah. And uh, hopefully the Rockies can start a a six or seven game winning streak and get back in it. Absolutely. That again was my buddy Matt Milich giving us a SummerSlam preview. And we were able to goof around and talk a little bit of wrestling and some predictions there. And also Jenna Garcia, the great Jenna Garcia, uh, I was lucky enough to uh, go talk to and meet up at Coors Field last week. So some really good stuff from her as well. And uh, she has been 
kind enough to say yes, and hopefully we can get her again um, to a second interview uh, once we get out of baseball into basketball and just catch up with her uh, on everything Denver Nuggets. And so, um, you know, be on the uh, be on the lookout for that episode here. And we'll obviously announce that as we get closer uh, to when we have a set date for that. But we can't wait for you to listen to next week's episode. We have a great uh, interview with head baseball coach at Cairn University, which is my alma mater, uh, head baseball coach there. Uh, Phil Schallenberger will really dive into um, recruiting his time in Nashville uh, at Belmont and uh, everything like that. So um, you won't want to miss that one either. So uh, we definitely appreciate you tuning in. And be sure if you aren't following us to give us a follow. Say hi to us on social media. Um, I believe our Twitter is at the price point one. Our Instagram is price point. Um, give us a follow on that. Um, we are excited to announce a few things that are coming up for us. I know we had talked about uh, some possible merchandise and things like that, and that is happening uh, along with uh, some other big news, which we aren't uh, 100% ready to tell you yet. But uh, we are growing because you guys are listening, and we appreciate that. So uh, until next time, this is The Price Point. Mm-hmm.